Love is like poison. What? Love is like poison. It took a turn. It took a dark turn. <laughs> it took a dark Love turn. Love is like poison. <laughs> the floaty dress with the embroidered roses that makes you feel like a prickess. It's a prickess? It's princess. With a K. But no N. So P-R-I-C-E-S-S. Oh, a princess. A princess. Well, okay then. Um... All right, I'm going to introduce the podcast that we are doing So, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Midnight Bells podcast. It is a podcast. Um, Tonight, we are Sadie. Sarah. Jessica. Wow. (laughs) Why uh, does it always take you so long to say no? I was swallowing my Perrier. (laughs) And oh, uh, my coworkers will not be hoarding Perrier away for me oh anymore. Oh no. It was a good time while it lasted. Well, what's wrong with them? What's, what's wrong with them? I don't know. So this week is Jessica's turn, and I, I'm actually mildly intrigued because she gave me a little preview of what we're going to be uh, discussing, and I've never heard of it before. So. Okay, well, go easy on me, you guys, because um, this topic was kind of, it's a story. Okay. I love story topics. I like story topics too. They're my favorite ones. But this one was kind of hard <coughs> sorry, to sorry. get it all on paper because the Wikipedia page had a lot of information. Oh, the Wikipedia page. So I actually read like five different websites okay. on this subject. And they all had different, like they all basically say, said the same story. But the Wikipedia page had the most. Because yeah, it I is mean, an encyclopedia. Yeah. It, but it was a lot. So... This is a Wikipedia-friendly zone. You know what? I don't know why people hate on Wikipedia, I like Wikipedia because it does tell you information. It, you know what you do with Wikipedia? You go on there, and then you find the stuff you need to look up more. It. Yeah. Like, I always go to Wikipedia, and I find, like, the main points. And usually they do really well at collecting everything. Then I go out. And What's the issue stuff. with using, with citing Wikipedia? Because they say, okay, because I, anybody I know can anyone edit can edit it. it. Yeah. But isn't there somebody going around making yes. sure that's correct? There are literally, there is a whole subculture of Wikipedia Can't you even do people. that as a volunteer? Here? Yeah, you can, but it's a very competitive field. Maybe one day we'll do an episode on Wikipedia mm. because it is a there's a whole underground society of Wikipedia where it's like I always get Wikipedia and WikiLeaks um, confused. They are very different, also. Anyways. When I first heard of WikiLeaks, I was like, "You mean Wikipedia?" Well, Encyclopedia Britannica <laughs> is officially not printing anymore because of Wikipedia. Good. And Wikipedia is struggling because they don't have any ads or something. Mm-hmm. They're always asking for money. Yeah. Give us money. I'm, I'm always like, like X. Yeah. Uh, no. nah. I want um, my free information. So there was this funny tweet I saw. And it was this guy, he had tweet, he tweeted at um, Merriam-Webster, and he's yeah. like, please add me so I can send you suggestions in your direct messages. And they added him. And then he direct messages them. He's like, it should be teeth paste and you know it. Teeth and paste. then Merriam Webster blocked him. Wow. <laughs> teeth paste. It should be teeth paste. But yeah. it goes on your teeth, not your tooth. Not, not your one tooth. I mean, unless you're old, I guess. Hey, why don't we get going on this topic? So, okay. So I found this topic <laughs> with the help of Reddit, which we all know is my best friend. Yeah, I like Reddit. I want it way too much. This is the 200-year-old mystery of Casper Hauser, or... The original forest boy. Oh. Is this boy based on Casper the ghost? No. I thought it would be. <laughs> I was a little disappointed that it did not turn out to be that. Is it a feral child? 
Maybe yes, maybe no. That's the mystery. Pete the magic magic dragon child. That's Wait, different. What was it that Casper said to the girl? You're my something. You're mine. I feel like. Can was, I keep you? Can I keep can you? Can I keep you? That was such a cute. Oh my god, you had a thing for those uh, types of movies. No, I had a thing for the boy that played, played Casper because he was super cute. He was cute, and. I think what about the girl... kid who played Peter Pan? You also like him. She did like oh, the guy who played Peter Pan. Heck yes. <laughs> she... I was the same age as him. Okay. She, yeah, no, no. she did. She tell us the story this, I, on the Sorry. podcast. You and how you were on the Jeremy Sumter oh, no. <laughs> chat room, and then oh. we was talking about it. And you're like, I'm just here to talk about. It. Yes. <laughs> I <never laughs> saw that. Yes. Okay. Yes. For our listeners, uh, Jeremy Sumter was a young <laughs> actor who got his breaking role as Peter Pan in the 2005 remake of Peter Pan, which is a movie that is not very well known, but is honestly an instant classic in my mind. And that, it was, can I give you a kiss? And then he gave her a thimble. Thimble. Uh That happens in the book, though. And then at the end, she was like, I'm going to give you a thimble. But she kissed him. Okay, well, getting back to... And Jessica glossed over <laughs> that part where she was in a chat No, room. I was going to say that part. Oh, okay. I was a super big fan of the of the boy actor who played Peter Pan. <laughs> boy actor. So I Googled him back when Google was young. in its young, early stages, and oh. I found his fan page website. First time I'd ever come across one of those for an actor. Uh-huh. And I was like, maybe... 14, 13, yeah. 14. <laughs> Younger. No, 13, 14. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. 2005. That high, that, okay. That's high cringy. High. So, no, I was like 14, yeah. 15. <laughs> Gets weird. So, anyways. Listen. Off to the side, there was a chat room. A Jeremy Sumter fan page chat room. Well, I went to this chat room, and it's like everybody that's chatting in this chat room it's like they knew each other. Like, they were just talking about themselves. Not Jeremy Sumter. So I was like, so I tried to break into the chat. And I was like, hey, guys, who loves Jeremy Sumter? And, wow. like, it really pissed me off because they were just ignoring me. So I would just, like. Guys, I'm just here to talk with I Jeremy Sumter. Like, like, I didn't know how to copy paste. So I was just furiously typing the same sentence over <laughs> and over. And then I would get banned. And I'm like, oh who the God. fuck is this? Like, this is a troll on your screen, Jeremy. Like, literally, they just went in and made it their private chat room. <laughs> also, the same hope... the same girl who wrote the desperate email on the Hayden Christensen hmm. list. Hmm. Hi, Hayden Christensen. Anyways, anyways, anyways. I just hope... that wasn't about Hayden Christensen. That was it about was my Hayden Christensen. That was about my Neopets Guild. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. I have it. Be fine, man. Listen, I just hope that somebody will listen to this podcast one day, and they're like, I vaguely remember being in the Jeremy Sumter chat room, and some bitch kept saying, I'm just here to talk about Jeremy Sumter. Guys, I'm just here to talk about Jeremy <laughs> Sumter, and you're all not Like, I thought that was just somebody trolling us. Nope, I wasn't. I legit- now they know the truth. I legitimately wanted to talk about... The 14-year-old actor, Jeremy Sumter. But, but, but back to, back to 
<laughs> Back to the uh, Casper. Casper. Yeah, Casper. Let's talk about Casper. Mr. Casper. The friendly Casper ghost. Houser. He's not a ghost. Okay. So apparently this is like a big deal in Europe, especially Germany. So this happened in 1828 in Nuremberg, Germany. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Back so in day. Back in one day, day, one unsuspecting day. Uh-huh. It's always unsuspecting. In the middle of a city square in Nuremberg, Germany, a young boy at the age of about 16 was found wandering in the middle of the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, police approached this young boy and asked him, you know, what he was doing and where he was from. And they quickly realized that he um, he seemed to be lacking some intelligence. He didn't really have much of a vocabulary. But he just kept saying, um, like, the same sentence. And that sentence was, I want to become a cavalryman, like my father. Oh. Yeah, like my father. Ooh. Is that, like, in the military? Yeah. Cavalry, yes, a cavalryman. <laughs> so, like, he couldn't really say much else. He could say a few words here and there, um, some stuff about horses. But other than that, it was pretty much just, I want to become a cavalryman, just like my father. Which is a weird sentence to know. Yes. Looking at him, but he back was in kind like the of, 1800s, I, I mean, I think that that's weird? a weird sentence for that to be the only sentence you know. So he was kind of dressed a little haphazardly, and he had boots on that were so ragged and and kind of busted that his feet were sticking out of them. Oh. And the police took him, and they found that he had a letter. He was clutching onto a letter that was addressed to a captain of the military or a cavalry captain. And it didn't say who wrote the letter. It detailed uh, where this boy, how he came about. Uh-huh. They asked him, oh, and they asked him what his name was, and he was able to write down Casper Hauser. So that's one of the only things he was able to so the, communicate. As a first name and a last name? Yes, Casper, K-A-S-P-E-R was his first name. And then Hauser H-A-U-S-E-R. So the letter says uh, that the person writing the letter was his caretaker, and he taught him how, uh, oh, this person had no blood relation to this child, but that I was his caretaker, and I taught him how to read, write, in the Christian way. But clearly he didn't teach him too much. Right. And then I said stuff like, um, he's a good boy, he should become a horseman like his father. I couldn't I couldn't take him to Nuremberg myself or else it would cost me my neck. But like it didn't mm-hmm. explain what that meant at all. They were wanted. And then there was a second letter that was there was a second letter that was supposedly like from the boy's mother or a previous caretaker. Uh-huh. That I don't really have the details on that, but basically detailed more of who he was but people found it strange because both letters seemed to be written in the same handwriting but the second letter like said it was was a different different. person but like it was just weird like so there's just this random kid yeah but he's like 16 (laughs) but but they deem him like not an idiot there was something like with his upbringing that wasn't... Oh, so he wasn't mentally... 
disabled. No, he just wasn't well educated. Educated. Or not even it doesn't even have to be about education. It could just easily be he wasn't socialized. We yeah. Didn't know how yeah. To. So there's a few other things about him um, that were strange, other than the fact that he didn't have much of a vocabulary. And you would just kind of say the same oh oh he would say the same things over and over. He would only eat bread and water. Wouldn't touch anything else. Jesus. He saw yeah. a candle. He saw a candle, and it's like he acted like he had never seen it before, and he just put his hand out on it and burned his hand. Idiot. He saw his reflection in the mirror, and he tried to grab it. So it's like he had so never like seen a mirror. Basic so it's like, it sounds like he was like locked in like a plain room. Exactly. Yeah. So he's taken in by somebody in the town. As time goes on, he's able to learn how to communicate better. And he is then able to tell people that he, his entire life, up until he was dropped in the center of town, was spent in a cell with absolutely no human contact. That's it so was sad. a two meters long, one meter wide, and one and a half meter high. With a small straw bed, he had never seen another human being. He knew that somebody was taking care of him because he would wake up to bread and water and his fingernails would be trimmed and his hair would be trimmed. So somebody was taking oh, care of him. Oh, he must have been drugging him. If he never, to that shit. never saw him. And he had two toys his entire life. And they were both, like, one was like a wooden horse and a wooden... Calvary man? A wooden something else. One was a horse and I don't remember the other. The I other, like, down. a soldier maybe? maybe? Maybe a piece of wood. <laughs> Just a piece of wood. That's like a... Have you ever heard of, like, the people who, they, like, escaped into the jungles and stuff during Vietnam War? Yeah. And they hid there for so long that they still thought the war was going on. Oh, God. And then, like, they would have children and shit. And then, like, because the only people their children would ever socialize was, like, their parents. Yeah. They When they finally came out and they realized they, like, didn't know anything. They didn't know how to talk to people. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the Vietnamese father and son? That recently, like literally within the last few years, were found yeah. living in the fucking jungle since the Vietnam War. Yeah. Just this boy know. had never seen another human being other than his father. The mother died giving birth to him, I think, during the Vietnam War. And the father never went out of the woods because he thought the war was still going on. And this is like an adult male at this point, the son. What's scary is a lot of those countries still have, like, the landmines. Oh, or Agent Orange. Yeah. Uh, Agent yeah. Orange really messed up a lot of... Uh, everyone on all sides got messed up by Agent Orange. Yeah. A lot of uh, our veterans died from stomach cancer and stuff. Because yeah. Of that. So back to Casper. <coughs> anyway. 16-year-old um, mystery like yeah. boy. So this story kind of took off in, in all of Europe. And it got very famous, and he became dubbed the Forest Boy um, because people thought he was feral. I mean, they yeah. Some people believed his story, and some saw inconsistencies inconsistencies in it. Like, you know, who is this guy that wrote a letter, and why is there two letters that claim to be from different people, but the handwriting is the same? Certain things just didn't add up. Yeah, and also like it he could was have been a trick. He though. seemed dumb, but. He was still, like, able to learn. learn and progress despite supposedly never seeing a human until the day he was brought to Nuremberg, right. which he was taken, like, 
in the middle of the night, he was woken up by his caretaker, who, again, he'd never, ever seen, and was forced to, so he heard the guy's voice. He, the guy forced him to look down at the ground and never look at his face, and then that's when he dropped him off in the middle of town now, with the two letters. what time period was this? This was in 1828. Was there any, like, wars going on then? World War, no. No, World War One didn't happen yet. I mean, I'm assuming there were a couple other wars before that in that area maybe maybe it was like of a enemy lines or something kind of situation mm-hmm. where somebody got a child from another from the wrong side and then they raised the kid or something so he learned everything what became of this boy well according to the wikipedia page he moved around a lot um there's a lot of people that he lived with that would just like were kind of higher ups in the in the city or whatever that would take him in. Yeah. And then a lot of people thought there was just weirdness to him. Like he was making up a story and didn't believe him at all. So he would go off and live with somebody else. I didn't write them all down because there was a lot of people. Like he kind of bounced around from house to house. Um, But at one point he lived with a British nobleman named Lord Stanhope. And it was during this time when he was really starting to be able to like communicate and tell what happened that people started thinking that he might have been a lost prince. prince. My gosh. Prince of Baden, who was the son. So there was a, a prince, a baby boor, boy born, that supposedly died as an infant, born to the son of Duke Carl von Baden and wife Stephanie Beauvernet, who was Napoleon's adopted daughter. So this would have been like Napoleon's grandson, this wow. prince. So, a lot of people, the rumor started going around that this Casper Hauser was actually royalty that had been hidden away. Listen up. Because there was, like, a cousin that wanted the next line of succession or something, or an uncle. A lot of these, like, feral people, though, every, like, back then, you have to remember, people were really, really bored. They were either dead or bored, so, like... They had to make up their own soap operas, and by having a missing prince show up, that's really exciting of course, for them. They don't have no internet. They don't have anything. They, they have, like, any. a bowl of oatmeal, I'm assuming, and then, like, a laundry bucket. That's mm-hmm. what I assume they had. So then in 1829, a year after he was initially found in the town square, he moved in with a person named Professor Dahmer. Or actually, he might have still Jeffrey been... Jeffrey Dahmer? Dahmer? <laughs> Professor Dahmer. D-A-U-N-E-R. Dahmer was a lot? Um, this professor was treating and observing Hauser. And there was an incident where Casper was found in Dahmer's basement with a bleeding wound on his head. But when, like when he was found, he claimed that he had recognized the voice of his attacker as being the original caretaker, um, the man from Nuremberg that dropped him off See, in Nuremberg. See, starts to get far-fetched. But it didn't make any sense because he was found in the basement, but there was, like, blood up in his bedroom, and they figured out that he had, like, had to jump through a window to get to the basement. So there are people that were like calling him out, and there, there was a razor in his bedroom, Did like we a have shaving a razor. Gordon? So people were starting to piece together that this guy might be a total fraud, just a trying to like man. live with rich people that maybe thought he was some spectacular 
Forest feral boy? I'm just a simple boy. I better uh, pretend to be even more simple so these old guys want to live with me. Or yes. he actually did go through a lot, and maybe he was just a weirdo because of it. Possibly. Maybe. So then... Weirdo is a little bit of a strong term. Listen, the early 20s is a rough time. So four years later, our man, Casper Hauser, is... Walking in a park when he's lured by a stranger. On a luring going on. Another here. stranger that supposedly sounds like the mysterious man from Nuremberg, his caretaker. Maybe Must he, be maybe, really distinctive. Maybe he just isn't very good at voices because yeah. sometimes I'll like be like, "Wow, you sound just like so and so on the phone." But then when I hear both of them talking, I'm like, "Oh wait, you actually don't sound." Yeah, really like unless like. this guy had like a severe like weird <laughs> accent. Hello. So then the stranger that lured him to the park stabs him in the chest. Oh. Casper then runs back to his home and is like telling everybody what just happened to him. With a knife poking out of his chest? No, no, no. With the wound, it's bleeding, profusely bleeding. And he's like, oh my God, I'm just stabbed. Now, because of all the weirdness of his history, and so, a lot of people, people are like, him. he's the boy who cried. They're like, yeah. yo, we don't know if we can believe you. So they're it's like, weird. you need to lead us to the park and show us what happened. Forget about your stuff. We want to know. So he's like, okay. So he takes him to the park, and he's trying to prove what just happened to him. He bleeds out and dies. Well, yeah, you can't <laughs> just keep having this guy run back and forth so, showing you the park. Basically, the story is... Nobody really knows where Casper Hauser came from, who he was, um, and up until 1998, up until 1998, they reopened the case on him to try to figure out with DNA tests who he could have been. So they actually had his bloodstained shirt, and they had two living relatives that were related to Napoleon's adopted daughter, um... Well, Renee. Yeah. And they did the DNA test, and it was concluded that no, he was not a prince. He was not related to them. He was just a regular ass guy. No, that's not that surprising. But we still don't know. Like we, he might not have been a prince, but we don't know where he came from, and the mystery remains. And there's statues of this guy in Germany. Wow. And I didn't realize like. There's so many references to him in other literature and pop culture and movies. There's a movie about him, and I've never heard of this guy, ever. And they even named a syndrome after him, the Casper Hauser syndrome, um, which is also known as psychosocial short stature or psychosocial dwarfism or psychogenic or stress dwarfism. No, it didn't seem that he was stressed, but for some reason... I'm just going to name it after. I mean, well, he kind of looks short in this photo. What they meant was because he was supposedly raised in literally like a box. Yeah. In a very stressful environment. It was a drawing. They, oh, he was tiny. They coined it for um, this growth disorder that's observed between ages 2 to 15 where under extreme – when you're being raised oh, under yeah. extreme emotional deprivation and stress – you're literally stunted. You'll stop growing. It's like fish. Fish. Like you know, if they can't grow, oh, they can't grow size because of their aquarium. I mean, their tank. Fish in a pot. Yeah. Well, they won't grow as big as their tank. They'll grow I, to a size that fits. I've their heard tank. of Casper Hazelton. I don't know why or how, but I've heard of it. That's why it's not a kind of. Where are some of the references that are made to him? I want to know. 
Well, feral. Look, there, there's sure, been, yeah. I've looked into a couple of feral kids. It's like um, we actually, uh, there was, I, I looked into Jeannie. Jeannie's a big one. Jeannie the feral child. A lot of them are just sad because a lot of times it's neglect. Have you heard the one, Danny, that happened in Florida, like, recently? No. It's a really sad story. A lot of them are really sad because it's, like, either, like, their parents or, like, are unwell or they are horrible or whatever or both. Then there's also the movie Mama. Which is a good movie about feral kids. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then there's the I didn't like the ending. freaking quiverful people who are all those, like, what, 13 kids trapped on beds just withering away, being <coughs> incredibly abused. Leo Tolstoy mentioned him. Oh, Tolstoy. Um, poems have been written about him. Herman Melville's unfinished novella, um, Billy Budd. He wrote a book? Herman Melville? Eidolon. No, no, no. Casper Hauser wrote a book called Eidolon. Eidolon? Is he? By Casper Hauser and Tom Ring. He was referenced in a story by Hans Christian Andersen. Wow. Um, I'm skipping a bunch. The pistol accident. Yeah, there was more. On April 3rd, 1830, a pistol, a pistol shot off in Hauser's room. Escort hurriedly entered the room and found him bleeding from a wound on the right side of his head. He revived and stated that he climbed on the chair to get some books. The chair fell while he was holding on something, and he accidentally tore down the pistol hanging on the wall, Ooh. causing to sh- shoot off. <laughs> oh, I forgot to say one detail of the letter when they found it, the one that was from the caretaker. It said, <laughs> take this boy in or hang him. <laughs> what the Wow. Feral children aren't scary so much as just sad, but they are interesting. But I don't know if this person was a real feral child or if he was all common. Yeah, because there, well, there was another child who was a there's fake. There's a statue. This person oh said gosh. from the house of Baron von Tuscher said that he described him, that he was exorbitant vanity and lies oh and he was a very good drawler oh and he had a book and called him full of vanity and spite here it is the first time when he was cut on the forehead and people didn't believe him because he like went through a window supposedly the person that threatened him said you still have to die or you leave the city of nuremberg and it says as was obvious from his blood trail, Halser at first fled to the first floor where his room was, but then, instead of moving on to his caretakers, he returned downstairs and climbed through a trap door into the cellar. Maybe he was scared. <clears throat> we don't know what happened to that dude, but then again, he was a convict. And then critics say he inflicted the wound on himself with a razor, which he then took back to his room before going to the cellar. He might have done so to arouse pity and thus escape chiding for a recent quarrel with the caretaker caretaker yeah it seemed like this guy every single place he went it was weird people like, thought he was lying first he was saying he lived in a dungeon next he got the cut wound she was talking about next was the pistol accident which i said and he went to hungary with uh-huh. lord stanhope oh i didn't talk about the letter when he was stabbed his mortal wound he also had a letter oh. another letter that was written in mirror it was like reverse written in a some weird reverse thing. And it said, Hosser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and from where I am. 
To save Hauser the effort, I want to tell you myself from where I come. Blank, blank. I come from blank, blank. The Bavarian border, blank, blank. On the river, blank, blank, blank. I will even tell you the name. M-L-O. But, Whoa. but Hauser was known to write in that mirror image. So you know all what? the letters written by him? Oh, you know what? Da Vinci would write in mirror, uh-huh. and they said that they believe he was dyslexic and left-handed, and that's why he would write like that. You think that he wrote all the letters? Maybe. So according to this guy, Lord Stanhope, he took him to Hungary twice to jog his memory, and he would remember Hungarian words, and then he declared that the Hungarian countess was his mother, and then, but he failed to recognize any uh, <coughs> monuments or buildings. A Hungarian nobleman had met him, later told Stanhope that he and his son had a good laugh. When they recollected the boy's strange memory and his behavior. All right. This sounds like a lie that maybe like somebody who was around 16 came up with. And then when they were old enough to realize I am way too deep into it. They he just kept going. And then he just got himself stabbed. By himself. Yeah, people thought... Did you already say people thought he inflicted the mortal wound on himself? But he accidentally did it a little too deep. Yeah. Because he was... He, I mean, like, wouldn't you be like, no, I need to stop? Inconsistencies in Hauser's account led to Amsbach Court of Inquiry to suspect that he stabbed himself. Yeah. Oh, it all comes... And no, in the purse down. was found that contained spelling errors and one grammatical error. Both were typical of Hauser. So he made it all up. It was easy to do back then. Who on his deathbed kept muttering incoherently about writing with pencil. Of all things to waste your last lines on. Wow, yeah. I mean, at first I felt bad for the dude, but now I just think he's a phony. He's a phony. Why did they get so... Why did they make him famous? Like, he's just a random stranger in the middle of the road. It's scandalous and interesting, an intriguing tale. And there happened to be a missing prince that would have been that age. What a figment. Oh, I like what his his headstone says in Latin. Um, Here lies Caspar Hauser, riddle of his time. His birth was unknown, his death mysterious, 1833. And the monument also says, here a mysterious one was killed in a mysterious manner. He wasn't really killed in a mysterious manner. He, he was stabbed. stabbed. He accidentally stabbed himself. We don't know how to convince uh, people. I feel like when I hear like <laughs> someone die in a mysterious way, it's like a death. You can't figure it out. It, yeah. This one maybe could. He got stabbed. Either he stabbed himself or he was mugged. Like if there was just a body on the ground and no no real. I think he was a con man because I was reading this when you guys were talking. And it says like how all these lords and stuff even after they were no longer uh, taking care of him, were still paying for his expenses and stuff. Mm. Sounds like a con man. Yeah. He knew exactly what to say and do to get himself. Old timey rich oh, people, man. Oh, intrigued. Let's what take spectacle. you into our you house. Could re- back in the 1800s, it was very easy to trick people. Yeah. All you have to do is find like a rich person who's really bored. Just walk around and be like, like oh. I would like to be a cowardly man like my father. What a spectacle. Horse. 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 I lived in a cage, horse. <laughs> wow, I will So was you. he brilliant? Yes. He was brilliant. He was tricky. He was raised like a good, he what did they say? Like, like the good man? Christian. Oh, yeah, in the Christian way. In the Christian way. Well, that was a, an unsettling I liked it. Through spookery so. and lying liars. 
I liked it. I do too. You also have to consider the fae explanation that he was a fairy person. Oh. Oh. Or maybe it was Why? the first case of alien abduction. Why were his feet so pristine? Fairy. Mm. It's a water horse. Anyways, <laughs> the answer is always a water horse. Um, anyways, <laughs> they eat everything but the spleen and it flows to the surface. Anyways, um, any, <laughs> any final thoughts about that? I don't like that. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought this was going to be about Casper the Friendly Ghost. Me too. I was, I, he wasn't a friendly ghost for no, himself. he wasn't Do you remember Herzog, the weird German auteur filmmaker that came to Ringwood? Yeah. He made the movie about Casper Hauser. Wow. It all comes full circle. We should watch full that movie. Circle. It's probably weird. It's probably weird as fuck, and I want to watch love it. it. We got to watch it. We are going to watch it. Okay, bye. We're going to watch this movie. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Midnight Bells discuss Casper Hauser. Everyone, any final thoughts? His name was pretty dope. It was a cool name, Casper Hauser. I would name my son Casper. <laughs> what about Hauser? Casper. But then everybody would call him Casper the Friendly Ghost. Casper Knight. Everyone make fun of Casper Knight. That would be like, so cool. My seat. kid is going to be named um, Trifle. Anyways, that'll be Trifle. Trifle? <laughs> trifle. Trifle. Like you're a trifle. Like you're a trifle in hell. Trifle Stetson. That's a terrible name. Trifle Step. Trigger. Trigger. Where are you? Casper. Knight. Rider. Rider. God, people are actually naming their kids. Oh, I have so many. I am a, I am a name aficionado with weird names that no one should name their kids. Okay, we're going to end this. Bye. Everyone, good night. No.